Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast Love the Graps. My name's Chris. I'm on the line with Alan. Hello. That's Alan. And this is the podcast where we talk about wrestling, what we've seen. Yeah. Um, in this instance, it's a wrestling that you've seen. Not yeah. that, not that I've seen, so I'll be I'll be a um, uh, unwitting passenger on this particular journey. You're very um, much a witting passenger. I don't know whether I am actually. Really? Yeah, I'm suffering with a bit of a cold at the minute, and I'm, I'm feeling like my wits have escaped me. Ah, uh, you you went out in the rain, didn't you? I did. I got stuck out in the rain yesterday. Yeah. Um, do you know what I did yesterday? <laughs> Did did you go and see I'm gonna talk, Oscar winning film Parasite? I did go and see that after I'd got stuck in the rain. Right. Okay. So I was sat in, I was sat wet through the, that in the cinema. Yeah. Um, but still very much enjoyed the film before that, and I could say I could talk about this because um, I don't think that the per, the people who run it will ever hear this podcast. Okay. Um, I went to a hip hop improv workshop. Right. Which I hated with every fibre in my being. Okay. Um, yeah, not my thing. What made it hip-hop? Well, it was it was hip-hop. It was like you were doing... You were improvising raps, but like comedy okay. raps. So... That sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like a friend of mine was running it, or like a group that he's part of, because he wasn't yeah. there. I was like, do you know what? That might be a fun Sunday afternoon activity. <laughs> I'll go and do that. And he let me do it for free. Um, right. And I just, I really didn't like it. So How, I mean, how were your rhymes that you were speaking? I mean, I did all right. I did all right. Yeah. But, like, I just realised that I don't really like musical comedies, comedy <laughs> stuff. Um, and I kind of knew that already. But I thought, you know, try something new. Um, but, yeah, did not in, did not enjoy it. Well, it's kind of in the air, isn't it? Because um, a friend of ours who who will remain nameless, because I'm going to make a, a a comment about it, and I perhaps don't want him to be named for owning this comment. Um, <laughs> went to a hip hop brunch. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, really yeah. understand what that is. No, he um he took himself off to London. Yeah. Uh, got drunk. Yeah. And went to a hip hop brunch where minute, some people did he, some hip hop. I think he might have got drunk at the brunch. Oh well, you know, either or. Like it's quite early, isn't it, to get drunk and then go and do an activity? Yeah, um, and then he, yeah, he went to the hip hop brunch where they had hip hop. Yeah. Um, brunch. Yeah. And and magic. Yeah. They had a magician. <laughs> um, and and he said the best bit was watching black people react to magic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's an interesting take. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that's a thing on YouTube. Yeah, I it's think kind of... that there's a stand-up comedian. I don't know whether it's like a Chris Rock bit or something like that. Right. Where um where he, he alludes to that. Um but uh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So you you he went to a hip-hop brunch. You yeah. went to hip-hop improv. Yeah, which um, um the, which was very much not a, a black people's thing. It was no, very I wouldn't ve- imagine. It was very very white. 
<laughs> almost almost to the point of being racist at times okay uh, there, there um, were a couple of people of color but like yeah it was very it was uh, there was a moment early on where i was being encouraged to do some posturing that i just wasn't comfortable with <laughs> like um, mike reed doing a calypso yeah 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 well i'm, I'm interested to see where hip-hop goes next um hip-hop bike ride well i don't think this uh, is i don't think this is indicative of the hip-hop as a genre, more of, of um, improv as a, <coughs> a well, I don't know, as a amorphous art form that people want to keep imposing all sorts of shit on top of. It's just you crazy London fellas, isn't crazy it? Crazy Londoners, it yeah, yeah. yeah. So crazy I did that London and fellas. I got, the thing is I did half of it, then went outside for a break, at which point I got absolutely soaked in the rain. <laughs> and then I had to do the second half um, right. soaking wet and then I went to the cinema to see Parasite which I would heartily recommend to anyone um, yeah really very very good film um, got a bit of subtitles on it it's all in foreign right. but yeah, you know have you, have you seen that bit from the red carpet no that's been going around so like an American reporter um, asked the director mm. of um, Parasite why did you make it in Korean brilliant you know that korean film made by a korean man well i mean in fairness like he has made english language films right so maybe she's she's smarter than than uh everyone's given her credit for yeah yeah um but yeah i mean he did make there was a film i watched actually the other night in in preparation but also because it was like one of the few street films that were available to stream in um i watched snowpiercer all right which is the same director with chris evans not that one um yeah. uh Captain America um this is after he's done a couple, couple of Captain America films as well um yeah. that he directed but apparently that was beset with studio interference so it's not a huge shock that he didn't want to make another American film right yeah. away I think Harvey and... Weinstein might have had his paws all over that Oh greasy yeah. paws disgusting Yeah just horrible I, I bet like I bet he leaves kind of slightly orange marks on everything he touches. Just a trail of slime. Yeah. Like a slug. Yeah. Disgusting. But having said that, if it wasn't for Harvey Weinstein, we wouldn't have got Reservoir Dogs. So who's to say what's bad? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so... if we hadn't, if there was no Michael Jackson, we'd not, we'd not have had the thriller, the video for yeah. thriller. If there, well, if I, there was no, I, I was... <laughs> what about look? We were blessed with getting to watch Jim will fix it when we were younger. We were like, you know, we that were. was an entertaining romp, wasn't it? And do you know, oh. what I feel for the rest of the band Lost Profits. Well, then, but that kid who ate his lunch on the roller coaster because that's never getting shown. No, no, <laughs> that is a shame. Yeah, actually. years of being the kid who ate his lunch on the roller coaster. Yeah, and then they'd wheel it out every so often. Not anymore. Yeah, but what if actually he's been trying to forget that and he concocted this whole sham expose of Jimmy Savile just to get the footage erased from the public memory? Do you know, as a um, a slightly weighty team, I hated that kid because you, you get a chance to go on Jim Will Fix It. Yeah. And you're a fat kid. Yeah. Don't pick eating. No. Man, no, you're just, not. You're not doing yourself any favors. You're really not. You're really not. So yeah. So um, I went to a wrestling show. Yeah. 
Uh, it's been a controversial first eight minutes of the podcast, actually. So there's a lot of stuff we've touched on there. Um, but you went to UbDub yesterday, didn't you? UBW in Biggleswade. Have I lost you? Hello. I think I lost you for a second there. Yeah, my phone rang. I was, oh. I was, I was wondering if, if it would uh, come on to the, the podcast. I was going to answer the phone. It was a number I didn't know. Oh, okay. So I was going to answer it and um, and just you know introduce our our listeners to whoever was <laughs> Joe, ringing well, my phone. Let's just keep going then. Yeah. Um, okay. You went to um, UBW in Biggles Wade. I did. Um, which I pronounced Biggles Wade um, ah. just a minute ago, um, but you okay. missed you missed that because of the phone ringing thing. It was actually right. quite, it was actually quite good. I think you would have laughed out loud. Um, Biggles fate. Um, All right. Yeah. And uh, it was the floor is lava rumble show. So, so on the the last podcast, which is only two days ago, seems seems a long time ago. Perhaps yeah. we're spitting them out now, aren't we? We're getting near to episode 150. You see. Well, sometimes sometimes up. we do a few. Sometimes we yeah. don't do any. No. Um, so yeah, on the last podcast, uh, I, I wasn't sure whether it was. The floor is lava, yeah. or the floor is made, made of lava. lava. Um, it is, in fact, the floor is made of lava. Oh, okay. Um, and this was the third uh, iteration. Um, for for people who are unfamiliar with it, and you can watch the floor is made of lava too for free on YouTube if you mm-hmm, go yeah. to UbDub's YouTube channel. Well, we were there and, uh, in I, person last year, well, weren't we? We were, but I was at the show on uh, yeah, on yeah on yesterday. Um, I was at the show yesterday with Dave Green, who wasn't at the show last year, but had watched um, the second incarnation to, to get himself ready. Oh, OK. Good, um, good. Good it. research. So, yeah. So you, you can go and do that if you want. And it, and it was a lot of fun last year. Uh, Speed War Mike Bailey. Uh, yeah. Vader Scott. Chuck Mambo. Surprise appearance out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, he didn't win. Spoiler. No, he didn't win. No. Neither no. did Speedball. No, he didn't. No, um, uh, memes won last year, didn't he? He did, yeah. Um, and then he pointed at the WrestleMania Wrestle- sign. WrestleMania sign. Yeah, and they're doing WrestleMania three again. And the the winner uh, of the Floor is Lava um, was was um, the the prize was to to headline WrestleMania. Well, three. yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, in the interval. The sign fell down. Um, so by the time it came to the the rumble itself, the sign had been moved to a lower, less prominent okay, um, brilliant. location. But it was still there. Um, but for reasons that I will go into later, there was no sign pointing. Ooh. Okay. So, yeah. So um, what we do on this show, we do three things that we love. We do three and- things that we love. Love the graps. Three yeah. things that we didn't love quite as much. Not yeah. my and this is all me. So that's why I know. jumped in there because I wanted to at least be part of this, right? Um, <laughs> um, briefly, um, because ultimately, I'm probably just going to go. Hmm. Ah. Well, no, no. Quite. You'll, be able to, you'll be able to talk talk to. Some I'm not. Of these I'm things. not. This isn't. I'm not putting this on you. That's not your fault. It's my fault because <laughs> I do have a cold, and I'm going to try. Um, and um, I thought we owed it to our listeners, frankly, yeah. to to yeah. get some content to to them, because they they give us so much. They really do. Oh. It's it's such a community. It really um, is. It warms my little heart. Um, okay, love the graps then. 
Okay, number LTG. one. Um, two people who will be very familiar to recent listeners of this podcast. Um, Tim Lee and Charles Crowley. Yep. I'm putting them both in at number one um, for, for different reasons. Um, Tim Lee was not announced for this show. Indeed, he had uh, done some videos on, on the internet um, begging to be uh, booked at this show um, to no avail. Um, Ubdub, just not interested. Uh, I mean, to, to be honest, Paul Ash, the uh, promoter of, of Ubdub, um, he tried to be polite. I say, I've just got no room for you, Tim. I've just got no room for you. Um, which is something that he carried on at the show yep. because Tim Lee bought a ticket and turned up at the show with a little piece of paper that said, book me on it. And to be honest, it was a little piece of paper. He couldn't have got a smaller piece of paper with book me written well, on it. That's, I mean, that's not trying that hard, is it? I know. He's, well, perhaps he had to smuggle it in. I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. Did you get checked yeah. for any bits of paper when you were coming I did. in? Oh, okay. Yeah. I also got checked to make sure I didn't have my gear with me. Did they have one of those things like at the post office to make sure that it's a large letter or a small letter? Yeah. Just to check the bits of paper that you had with you? Yeah, to slide it through. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's small enough. You can come in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, even during the show, Tim Lee was uh, still badgering to be involved, uh, getting in, you know, the interval photos yep. that they do, uh, getting in the background of those. Very um, good. Joining the commentary team for one bit. Um, until he was discovered by Ash and then ejected from the commentary seat. And even when um, a, a man who was advertised for the Rumble was thrown out of the Rumble for his heinous actions um, and was not allowed to compete, this was before the Rumble had started, and there was therefore a space, Paul Ash was still saying, no, no, I haven't got room for you, Tim. I haven't got room for you. So Tim took his place in the uh, front row. Um, when it came down to it, yeah. Number 30 in the Flores Lava Rumble was Spooderman. Okay, um, yeah. Who is uh, a character um, who is, for copyright reasons, um, distinct to Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, he's not a, the same as Spider-Man at all. Um, and he was coming into the, the Flores Lava Rumble. I fancied him to win it, to be honest. Um, I really did. He'd got well, the number num 30. Yeah, number 30. It's the most advantageous pick. Yeah. Um, and then as he came out, uh, Tommy Kyle, the yeah. man who had been thrown out of the Rumble for his heinous acts, attacked Spooderman and Spooderman um, didn't even make it to the ring. Oh, no. Which opened up a spot for Tim Lee to go in. OK. Now, by this point, the crowd, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not a regular uh, up-dub. I've been to a few shows over the, the last year since making uh, our debut there a year ago at this very show. Um so I don't know how much Ubdub fans have seen of Tim Lee, but they were already behind him um, and, you know, chanting uh, Tim Lee, Tim Lee, when there was a, a brief chance that he might get a chance. And he was given permission to enter the Rumble, where he became really, really popular with the fans, just massively. I mean, you've seen Tim Lee before. You booked Tim Lee. I'm familiar you know with what he's like. like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he'll win a crowd over straight yeah. away. And, and he did that completely. Didn't win the, the Flores Lava Rumble, unfortunately. Um, was perhaps instrumental in the eventual winner, but I'll get to that later. Um, now, Charles Crowley uh, was not in the Flores Lava Rumble because Charles Crowley is the uh, Ubdub British heavyweight champion. Right. Um, or at least he was 
going into the show yesterday. Um, He had a title defense against CJ Carter. He made a video, which they showed um, on the... I mean, Paul Ash did did sort of say, look at the the slightly bigger than usual screen. Um, (laughs) It was quite a small screen. Um, And they'd made a video and they played that. First, it played with no sound, um, which was unfortunate. Then they managed to get the sound playing and then it stopped about two thirds of the way through. Um, at which point the bloke behind the, uh, the tech desk was, was making the, uh, no, no, leave it, leave it. Um, yeah, symbol. I feel, um, I feel, but, I feel for him. <clears throat> yeah. But the whole thing was that, uh, Charles Crowley's debut in Abdub had been against CJ Carter. Right. And he'd lost and he'd fought him another three times in different promotions and lost each time. Um, so he'd never beaten CJ Carter. Okay. Uh, Charles Crowley's a bit of a wrong man. Yeah. So uh, everyone was dying to see him lose the title. And CJ Carter even went back to his old evil self, um, which was a, a, a slightly weird moment when he was announced as being pure evil and the crowd cheered him. <laughs> they liked their evil down in Biggleswade. Yeah, because last year he was a baddie, wasn't he? Like, <clears throat> he was, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but but I'd seen him at the last show that I went to in Biggleswade, and he dropped the makeup. Okay, um, and he was just being CJ Carr, and he was a good guy. Um, so obviously something had happened in that meantime. But yeah, he was back being pure evil, CJ Carter, uh, at least in attitude, if not alignment. Yeah, um, the crowd were right behind him, but Crowley triumphed, um, clean win, um, wow. and beat CJ Carter, um, kept his title. Evil gets you nowhere. Well, I mean, it really doesn't. And then before the match, Crowley had said that if he didn't leave with the title, he would leave UBW. Um, but of course, after beating CJ Carter, he did leave with the title. So there we go. But file that one away. But Crowley, um, I first saw him at Abdub last year. Um, I, I don't know if that was the first time you'd seen him. Um, but in the, the year since then, he's become quite the professional wrestler yeah i'd agree with that he's um been turning a few heads uh showing up at a few notable um places this past year um big 2020 for charles crowley i reckon yeah he's at that weird um sort of intermediate position at the moment where he he's between stages um there are groups um um, which this is going to sound like terribly. I'm the the wrestling uh, sorter who will put everyone in their proper place. But there are groups like Abdub, like Sacrifice Pro, like Hope, um, that run a, a kind of a family friendly style of product um, that doesn't get a buzz. Um, and then there are groups. I'll say a, a step up, but often with the crowds, it's not a step up. It's it's you know, less people through the door than some of these promotions, but they do have a bit of a buzz. So like your good wrestlings, like your wrestling resurgence, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and he's he's kind of just graduating from the former into the latter. Yeah. Um, so he's at that weird position, but I think he's got quite a high ceiling. Um, and it was just a, a joy to see him. And Dave Green sitting next to me was particularly impressed with, uh, you know, the old uh, fella jumps off the top rope and then gets speared in midair. Yep. Um, always looks a bit weird and a bit sloppy. 
Uh, they nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Yeah, it can either look really good or it can look a bit off. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but do you remember when uh, Shane McMahon gave himself a concussion doing it? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a bloody liability. Well, I mean, he is. He's the best wrestler in the world, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Officially, he won that title yeah, I in mean, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And if it happens in Saudi Arabia, then that's canon. Yeah. So, yeah, Charles Crowley, Tim Lee, two absolute delights uh, to see. And uh, I hope my 2020 is full of both of them. Yeah. Why shouldn't it be? Why exactly. the hell shouldn't it be? Well, I'm following them around, to be honest. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what I'm doing. 2020 is a year of stalking wrestlers I like. Yeah, good. Um, not interacting with them in any way. No. Um, uh, just watching them professionally wrestle. Yeah. Wrestle yeah. professionally. Yes, yeah. that's the that's the one. Yeah. Um, so love the graphs number two. Yeah. Um, as always with going to to places like this and especially on a a show with a rumble, uh, you get to see lots of new people. Yeah. Um, lots of people for the first time, um, and that was no different. To this there, there were a few people I'd only seen a couple of times. It was nice to see more of their work. I'm quite fond in a in a weird way because I, I don't really know what he is. Uh, other than what his name might suggest. But I'm quite fond of Smashing Mike. <laughs> um, I think he did a Progress pre-show oh, okay. uh, a little while ago. Um, but yeah, Smashing Mike. See, I, I was like thinking that. he was like a local radio DJ. No, it would be nice. But apparently uh, he sometimes tags with memes as Smashing Memes. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, Because with, with memes, you can just add memes onto anything. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Um, so there was, there was that, the... Uh, the the former Sydney James and Eden, you know that weird cyborg woman. Yeah. Um, she was half robot. Um, they've got a new gimmick as the Von Ingelands. Okay. Again, I'm not really sure what it is, but I think I like it. Yeah. And they did this weird ballroom move in the middle of of the ring, um, which kind of was very weird, but I liked it. Yeah. Um, you know me, I've got weird tastes, but. It hit home with me. Um, but there were some people I'd not seen before. So there were some guys from South London, Dave Green informed me, Fabio Romano, um, who apparently uh, got got the shit kicked out of him by Chris Ridgway, um, uh, uh, either a battle pro or a soul show. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, that was his claim to fame until appearing in the Flory's Lava Rumble yesterday. <laughs> uh, another guy um, who I think is kind of from similar area called Adriano. Um, there are a lot of kind of Italian stroke Brazilian stroke. Well, there's a there's big, a... Um, there's a big uh, Italian wrestling community in South London, isn't there? Oh, of course, yeah. So... yeah. Slick, Slick Lombardo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's down there. There was another guy called Alejandro Capone. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Um, one guy that really impressed me, um, and again, I, I think he may have done a uh, progress pre-show before, um, is a guy called Adam Ralph. Um, who styles himself as the wrestling Shakespeare. Um, and he comes out dressed in kind of Elizabethan gear. Yeah. Um, and he will quote lines from Shakespeare's play uh, before he delivers moves. And they're obviously lines that have something to do with kind of punishing people and, and doing stuff. And uh, he's got a sleeper move called uh, the Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I mean, so I'd quite like to see more of him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In a in a kind of a showy weird, um, bring in uh, other dimensions into wrestling way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. You know the wrestling Shakespeare. Has it got like that? Has it got legs? Has well, it... I mean, he's got legs. He, uh, oh, okay, you know, good. 
All right, that's what yeah. that's all I wanted to know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, nice to see new people, and I say always good at a rumble show because you get lots of those. Um, our old friend, uh, the Dark Fruits Daddy, appeared. DFD. Uh, not as DFD. He was just David Grant. Oh. Um, he had quite an easy day. He just got to get in the ring, uh, slap and throw some smaller people around, and then got eliminated. You know, good afternoon to work. Surely he wants to win, doesn't he? Well, I mean, he does, but, you know, uh, if you're not going to win, then an afternoon of slapping fools around is is the next best thing, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so it was was fun. It was fun. So, third Love the Graps um, relates to the Floor is Lava uh, rumble. And uh, if you're not going to see, if you haven't seen it yet and and are planning to see it, then switch off now because this is going to be spoiler city um it relates to the winner of the flory's lava rumble um it got down to the the last few people um i think the last three people were uh, tim lee uh, spike valentine and paddy o'connor uh, paddy o'connor an Dub guy who had switched his allegiances to uh, sacrifice pro because they did a little bit of a kind of an invasion thing um, that okay. Sacrifice Pro invaded Ubdub. Even though, weirdly, half the, the, the people on this show I saw on the <laughs> Sacrifice show, Sacrifice Pro show um, at the end of December. But, yeah. you know, it's an incestuous scene. Um, it's, you know, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of mixing. Yeah. Um, but they did make it clear who was Sacrifice Pro and who wasn't. So that was quite good. Um, but Paddy O'Connor was identified as, as being Sacrifice Pro, uh, which didn't ad- adhere into the crowd. Um, they weren't happy with that. He came in at number one and was still there in the final three. Um, and then he thought he'd won because uh, Tim Lee got uh, ejected. And then Paddy O'Connor threw Spike Valentine out. But Spike Valentine landed on Tim Lee, uh, who was on the lava, getting horribly burnt to death. Yeah. Um, because that's what happens with lava. Um, it, it does burn you. Um, very slow moving, but when it's just lying there, there's not a lot you can do well, to avoid it. Well, it's very, very hot. It's molten rock. It is, yeah. Um, and imagine, imagine yeah. that. And that's not molten rock as in the small village on the edge of Northampton um, no, called no. Molten. Yeah, well, imagine what what rock and roll from the village of Moulton would. Well, would I don't be think like. there's a quarry in Moulton, is there? There's a quarry. There's a quarry in Pittsford. Right. Um, okay. Um, but frankly, I think it's unsafe that um, Abdubba letting the audience sit so close to the lava. Like, well, you, you I shouldn't, mean, you shouldn't be that close to it. Well, the referees had special shoes on. Okay. Um, so they were able to walk on it. Right, there okay. were some children who just walked on it. They just didn't Did care. They? Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're young, you heal quick, don't you? You know. So that that skin regrew even as it burnt away. They must have it's... been just really cool. Ah. So anyway, yeah. Tim Lee was lying, dying in the lava. Yeah. And uh, Spike Valentine landed on top of him. Yeah. And therefore didn't touch the lava. Yeah. And was able to climb back in uh, and eliminate Paddy O'Connor, who thought he'd won, and win the Flory's Lava Rumble. Well, and Scott Valentine, uh, very, very popular. Yeah, uh, he's. I think he's. He's one of Ubdub's own. Um, you know, started with the Ubdub training school, worked his way up. We saw him there last year. Yeah. 
um, doing a doing a few bits. I've seen him at other shows. Um, so it was really really popular um, that he won the Rumble, and then he didn't get to point at the sign. Um, I, t- I turned to, to Dave Green. And I'll be a little bit uncharitable here um, that I didn't consider Spike Valentine versus Charles Crowley to be a worthy WrestleMania three main event. I was perhaps <laughs> being a bit harsh on Spike Valentine at that point. Okay. Um, but it seems neither did Charles Crowley because he came out, came to the ring uh, and attacked Spike Valentine and then said, oh yeah, you've won a title chance, but I'm not going to give you it at WrestleMania 3. I'm going to give you it right now. And hit Spike Valentine with several finishes. Um, to one point, he even hit him with a, a finisher and then pulled him up before the three oh, count. What a baddie. But, I know. But then his hubris was his undoing. And Spike Valentine pinned Charles Crowley to become Dub champion. Congrats to Spike Valentine. Yeah. Now, I've since been told, I had a little chat with Paul Ash, the guy behind UbDub earlier, and he told me that Spike had no idea that was going to happen. Um, they did a, a WWE. Ash loves his WWE. He really <laughs> does. Um, and the only people who knew were, were Ash, uh, referee Oscar Harding. He was there again. Can't get away from him as well. Um, and Charles Crowley. Right. Uh, and it was communicated to Spike in the, the the middle of the pin um that he should <laughs> he should pin him okay. um All which right. it's not always the best way to do your business no i'm not sure whether I, i'm not sure whether yeah. i'm on board with that uh, but it did make for a nice surprise look on spike valentine's face uh, that equaled the shock of the crowd yeah um so it was a lovely moment um and then you remember i said earlier about crowley he said that if he didn't leave with the Dub title yeah that he would leave Dub. Wow. Um, well, the uh, the master of ceremonies, Chase Anthony, reminded him of that. So it looks like Crowley is out of Abdul. Good riddance, that's what I say. Yeah, I mean it's moments, mate. It's moments. We we talk a lot about uh, on the on this podcast about moments and about what we love in professional wrestling being moments. Um, and it it really delivered on that. Um, everybody there. I mean, looking around the crowd there were not too many familiar faces to those of us who go to um, the undergraps or even progress or rev pro. Um, it was mostly a, a local wrestling crowd and they absolutely loved it. Good. I mean, yeah, yeah if you can, if you can get everybody invested, then it doesn't matter. Does it? It doesn't no. like you've done your job. Um, I'm still not sure whether I'd trust anyone to, find out that they're going to win the title <laughs> as they're doing the the final pin but um i'm not in charge of that um, well i mean I, I am sometimes i did a similar thing when i was wrestling not in a title match but oh i think i've lost you again yeah that was that number ringing again okay um so uh sad we can't get them on the podcast <laughs> really sad well they're obviously um, so, really trying to get in yeah yeah so they, they should just leave a message mate just leave a message um so uh yeah i did it kind of similar in the uh there was a an elimination match and i was supposed to go out last i was still supposed to lose uh but i'd, I'd had enough i'd had enough <laughs> of the match um so i i called an audible and got myself eliminated first 
Um, but yeah, that's that's nowhere near the the level of what Abdub did. No, that's quite unprofessional, actually, Alan. Well, it was my first main event as well. <laughs> I was the booker. I was the booker, and oh, uh, okay. I was reading the crowd. And the crowd could Didn't... not have cared less. <laughs> the crowd were not interested in watching you. No, they really weren't. They really, really weren't. I'm an opening match guy. I'm, I'm the guy you put out in the opening match who gets his ass handed to him. Uh, and everyone loves that. Yeah. They, they don't want to see me in a main event. No, fair enough. I was only there because half the roster had, had gone away for the weekend on a jolly. <laughs> well, it's, you know, sad times, mate. Very sad, sad times. times for the wrestling industry. Talking of sad times for the wrestling industry, let's move on to not my grabs. Okay, go on then. Let okay, me know so, what you didn't like. Yeah, as always with this kind of show, um, you have to be uh, a little more charitable than you would be with a Progress or a Rev Pro, um, because this is essentially um, not a strict trainee show, but there are a lot of trainees on the show, and it's uh, at the next level up. Um, so you, you can't go in and, and hammer people for, for missed moves and, and technical issues because, frankly, you're paying sort of seven quid to get in. So, you know, you'd, you'd be really harsh if yeah. you did that. Um, so the three that I come up with um, may seem a little bit of a stretch, uh, but overall it was a really good show. So I've tried to come up with, with three things that I didn't like here. Okay. So the first thing, not my graps, number one. They have too many titles in Abdub. Right. And and they don't seem distinct from one another uh, in in terms of divisions. Um, so they have the Square One Championship, which is um, their, their trainees championship, mostly defended on their Square One trainee shows that they run out of their dojo, um, which I think is just a village hall in Henlow. Um, okay. But they, they run shows out there and they have a champion of, of that level. Um, they had that belt defended in the pre-show uh, and one of the guys in it was a guy called Kickflip Eddie, who we'd seen on the main show a year ago. Okay. So that seemed a bit weird that he was still in the square one thing. Yeah. Um, so, but there you go. Then they also have a Young Lions championship. Um, I'm not sure what defines a young lion in Abdub, and that may be more on me um, than than on them, or it may indeed be on them, um, because the Young Lions Championship, um, one of the guys vying for it, um, with means, okay, uh, who is a former Abdub British Heavyweight Champion. Okay. So if you're having a Young Lions title, that yeah. seems to me that you would have. Um, if you if you've won the main title, you no longer qualify for the Young Lions, surely. Okay. So I was a bit confused with that. They also have the Infinity title, okay, um, which used to be a kind of uh, intercontinental level title, right? Um, but I think recently has changed to a twenty four seven type title, um, and that was nowhere to be seen. But you'd think in a Rumble there'd be kind of plenty of scope for yeah, that. And then they have their main title, and alongside that they also have tag titles as well um, so they had a tag title match uh, at the show which was the the heavyweight heartbreakers um, who beat the bone brothers to win the title okay um, and they did that because the bone brothers are idiots um, that the the rule was that the title could change hands on a disqualification oh, and the no. bone brothers uh, used a weapon oh, to get no. themselves disqualified bloody bonehead brothers i know 
I know. And then afterwards, the Bone the Bone Brothers went on a rampage uh, and beat up the referee. Uh, look, they beat they beat up Paul Ash, uh, and then they went to beat up a photographer. Yeah. Um, and at, at which point they were stopped. But then Paul Ash uh, got to his senses and said, I've, "I think I've got a few phone calls to make." Now, mate, I I don't want to say too much, but Paul Ash today put a picture of the new breed as his uh, profile picture okay, on Facebook. All right. All now, right. for an early 2000s FWA <laughs> fan, that's got me excited. That the it? new breed could be coming back together. I mean, can they, can they, in all fairness, be called the new breed in 2020? Well, no. I mean, it may just have to be the breed. Yeah, the old breed. Yeah, the old breed. Yeah. Um, the really uh, the extinct breed, <laughs> um, but I'm quite excited at the prospect of uh, yeah. the new breed against the Bone Brothers. But yeah, too many titles, uh, not distinct enough. Um, I'd like to see a more structured level so that you you graduate from one to the next. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think like I think that there's an opportunity for them all to be distinct there, but yeah, it's you, you need to be quite strict with it. Yeah. Um I'd almost consider that square one one not even part of their their show, really. If no. it's just on the pre show. Yeah. It's almost forgivable, I'm... but it is confusing. Yeah. I mean it made sense having it on the pre show. And then the, the square one champion um did come into the, the Flory's Lava Rumble layer, which yeah, is that's fine. forgivable. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um what one thing they I did quite like about him was every time he came out um, so the two times he came out, and also when he'd won his match, they played a different song, which he was loudly saying, "That's not my music." <laughs> the first time was the the rocks music. Yeah, cool. Uh, and uh, the second time when he came out to the rumble, um, they brought him out to Nickelback. Okay, so which one wasn't his music? N- neither of them. Oh, okay. So they both weren't his music. Yeah. So, so I, I presume it's a running joke. Oh, okay. Because um, he's a baddie, you see. Oh, right, okay. And they want to make him look like a fool. All right. Um, so, yeah, not my graps number two. Yep. Uh, during the Young Lions Championship match, uh, Memes uh, was the challenger. Um, and one thing I, I did like about this, let's get this out of the way, was uh, I can only assume Memes was uh, out shopping yesterday, popped into a charity shop, and found a spacesuit. Um, <laughs> because he, he came out. Uh, he was announced as being from space, from being the space station. Um, his weight was announced as zero because in space there's no gravity. Yeah. Uh, and he came out to Aerosmith's "Don't Want to Miss a Thing" um, in a in a, a, a kind of a spacesuit. Yeah. Um, which I loved. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah, for absolutely no reason. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm on board with that. But he also came out with a, a valet. Um, Liv Tyler. Uh, I thought so, but not. Okay. Um, she was in a kind of a flamenco-type dress. Um, now, there's a couple of things about this. First thing was, she wasn't announced. No, So, okay. Memes just came to the ring with a woman. With a woman, yeah. Yeah. Um, then she didn't really do anything. She was just at ringside with Memes. Um, and then afterwards, she was announced as being Lulu LaRue, and then that was it. She okay. came out for the interval photos, um, but we didn't really see her again. And it's kind of like, in 2020, I want more from my women in wrestling than just being dressing. 
Yeah, that's, and that's odd. Yeah, it's it's like and you know nothing against Lulu Larue here. She was good at what she did, but I'm not sure what she did has much of a place anymore. And maybe she does do other stuff, and I just didn't see it. But on this occasion, it seemed a bit weird that memes of all people as well um, came out with a uh, with a dolly bird. Yeah, I mean, so if she was if she was being a manager, then fine. Yeah. But yeah, if she's just there to be uh, window dressing. Yeah, it was anonymous window dressing at that. Yeah, there was odd. a manager on the pre-show uh, who managed uh, Jonathan Sanctus, who was the Square One champion. His manager was Hector Arcane. Oh, spooky! Um, um, and then Hector Arcane's twin brother did the camera for the main show. <laughs> did he? Yeah, always a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. That's like a... A, like Wednesday Attack, where Warren Banks was the cameraman. Yeah. Dean Arcane. Yeah, very, very weird. Uh, yeah. um, okay, so third, not my graps. Uh, last year, the, the lava on the outside was, was wonderfully colourful. Yeah. Um, and uh, looked like it, it was, if not hot, then at least had the colours of, of hotness. <laughs> um, they went for a more artistic route this time. They had the same grey tiles, not, not actually the same grey tiles, but the same grey tiles that uh, were used for good wrestling's no ring. Oh, really? Okay. And they, they'd kind of chalk pasteled. Uh... Oh, you got again. We've lost him again. Oh, what a tragedy. Of, of fire. Oh, God. <laughs> I lost you. That's all right. I lost you yeah, for a second. Uh, to kind of give the illusion. No, no, no. Of, we lost of... you way before that. You, you, were right, just about, you, you were just about to explain what had been pasteled onto these tiles. Okay. Well, let's just carry on. Let's not edit. No, so I'm not edit. Pastled onto these tiles. Yeah, pastled onto these tiles. I mean, this is this is the fun of a podcast uh, by by Chris and Alan in 2020. Yeah, two um, absolute amateurs. Yeah, all pretense of of caring or professionalism <laughs> has has gone out the window. Hey, look, um, the Saturday's but, podcast was was a hundred percent solid gold. Monday evening's podcast. Well, that's the beginning of the work week. Well, and I just watched Doctor Who, which frankly confused me. So if anyone can can really explain why the the fears in tonight's Doctor Who were really fears, I I, I couldn't really get I'm not, it. I'm not even sure um, I understand that sentence. Well, no, um, as as you should. Um, so yeah, they'd uh, uh, pastelled um, chalk, pastelled kind of red and grey and and slightly yellow lines on to give the illusion of maybe some kind of igneous rock. Oh. Uh, but it more, looked more like cooled igneous rock um, rather than hot molten lava. Okay. Um, so I'm going to have to say that my third, not my graps for for this year's the floor is made of lava rumble was that the the floor did not really look like it was made of lava. What a, what a letdown! I know. I think that is worth a refund. Yeah, because last year it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the show was still a lot of fun, but. The, the lava itself looked like... Yeah, it, lo- it looked like they got a bunch of primary school children to make it out of um, construction paper yeah. last year. And, and this year, it looked like they got some sixth form students to, to do it. Oh, to do um, it. Who, who just think project. they're a bit above it. Yeah, I think they're a bit above it. Oh, too cool for school. Yeah, I'm I'm going to choose to do uh, the, the lava uh, as if it were just cooled down um, so your eyes could stand to look at it. 
<laughs> well, uh, we need people to believe that it, we would feasibly allow the audience to sit next to the lava, but still hot enough to do damage to the competitors once they land on said lava. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was the floor is made of lava. Three. Wonderful. Um, I enjoy going to Abu Dhabi. It's just up the road from my in-laws. Um, all the places they run. WrestleMania 3 uh, is in a place called Stotfold, which is the next town over from where my in-laws run. So wow. if if you, too, have in-laws in the town of Baldock in Hertfordshire, <laughs> then Abdub are, are quite a convenient company for you. Um, but there are Abdubs everywhere um, doing their own little thing. Yeah. Um, and it is the place where you can see um, the likes of, of Tim Lee and Charles Crowley. Uh, Hustle Malone was on this show. Uh, Kyle Kingsley was on this show. Um, guys who are, are going to be at that next level and hopefully beyond. Gene Money, it wasn't that long ago, Gene Money was on Dub shows. Um, and he's killing it everywhere now. So, yeah, get along to your local graps. Yeah. Uh, pay your, your six, seven, eight quid to sit down, clap along with the kids um, and I- enjoy people living out their dreams. Yeah, it's a nice time. You're going to have a nice time. Stop being so snarky about it and have a nice time, why don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's a million miles away from some of the other stuff we watch, but there's room for both. Like, this afternoon, I watched Minoru Suzuki versus John Moxley from that New Japan show they had the other day. Yeah. And that was wonderful. That was amazing. Just so much fun. But it doesn't mean I can't enjoy this as well. No. I mean, I bet they... Did they have a tuck shop? Uh, they did. Yeah. yeah. Don't they have a yeah. tuck shop in Blade New Japan, do they? No. Um, they, they they not only don't have a tuck shop, it, they don't have a tuck shop where you can buy a bag of sweets made, like, actually made up yeah. a bag of sweets. A Tempe Mix. Um, yeah, love a tuck shop. Oh. Love a tuck shop. Well, there you go. That should have been Love the Graps 1, 2 and 3, tuck shop. <laughs> Do you remember the glee when we first went to the uh, Wrestling Institute in Northampton? It never really lived up to it after that, did it? And, that, and they had a tuck shop. They had a proper little tuck shop counter off in yeah. like another room. But then after that, they didn't. They, they kind of changed it up. It wasn't yeah. quite the same. Used to, I, I got one of those little drinks where you like in a plastic cup with a, a film lid that you have to pierce. Oh, those are the days. Yeah. I remember to, it only cost a quid to go to that. I know it was the best, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the best. Such times we will never see again. No, that's pre-podcast. That. Yeah, yeah. Many so, ago. We're back next Sunday. We are with... off to Boreham Wood to see Pro Wrestling Clash. Yeah, it turns out it's called Pro Wrestling Clash, um, and it's the last Clash Bash, last ever Clash Bash. Yeah. Finale. Um, yeah, Gene Money against Cara Noir. That's right. Yeah. Rocky Mac Open Challenge. Yeah. Spike Treve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Callum Newman against Cassius. I mean, I'll say yeah. I might have made uh, that up. But, I mean, if it's not that, then Clash guys just book that because I'd quite like to see that match. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, should be a lot of fun. And we'll. Depending on schedules, we'll try and do a podcast about it. Well, we could maybe do one in the car on the way home. Cause I'm, I'm oh, coming, you're coming back yeah, with me? Yeah, I'm going to come back with you guys. Right. You're yeah. slumming it in Northampton. 
but I got work in Northampton the following day. So, uh, and a couple of weeks after that, there there, there is a, a death match show in Leeds, which I did look at. Yeah, uh, they announced Schlack for it the other day. Yeah, um, which I was perversely interested in. Um, Forty quid a ticket, Chris. I saw that on the group. What's the yeah. what is the deal with that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who's buying that? Who's buying that ticket? I mean, if I lived in Leeds, maybe. I just and could walk to the venue. Like I don't know loads about Rise. Like they seem like I don't know. Like they, they it seems like people are into their shows, but then also I know a couple of people that have been to their shows that that hated their shows. Yeah. Um, forty quid is a high a lot. price point for what sounds a little bit like a bit of a casual crowd. Like, yeah. And do you know what I'm most disappointed about? Where I put that on the Facebook group, I spelt Rise as in the old Channel 4 breakfast TV show and nobody, <laughs> nobody picked up on it. Uh, well, it's because I don't think that, that ran for very long. It's very good, though. Was it? Especially the last six months with Ian Lee and Kate Lawler when they knew they were getting cancelled and just didn't give a shit. It was great TV. Are you talking about the big breakfast? It took over from the Big Breakfast. It's called oh. Rise. Because Ian Lee was on Big Breakfast, right? He was, yeah, yeah. Oh, but they okay. they used to style it in the 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 manner of a uh, digital clock. Uh, so it was yeah, R yeah, yeah. I dot dot. Yeah, I know, I know what you're yeah. getting at. Yeah, yeah. Don't care though. Oh well. Okay, so well, save that for the uh, breakfast shows of Channel Four <laughs> podcast. Uh, so Clash Bash, the Bash of Clash. That's next weekend. Um, yeah. Get on the Facebook group. Um, I'm sure there'll be something in this podcast that we can be corrected on, because that seems to be <laughs> what most of the Facebook group revels in these days. I appreciate it. Um, you appreciate it when they're correcting me. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate it when they're correcting you. So, yeah, maybe we both do get something out of it. Um, until next weekend... It is... I'm, well, I'm going to go and ring that, that number. Okay. Find out who <laughs> Find it was. Out who's been bothering um, you. Stay tuned to the Facebook group. I'll let you know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to um, I'm going to go and I'm just going to go to bed. We had joy. We had fun. We had seasons in the sun. Up the hills, every class of the seasons outside. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun of the world that we need, but it's selfish on the beach.